Hi, my name is Queen Zoya Counts, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast, Miss Z's Storytelling. I will be reading Kadia, written by Queen Zoya Counts, narrated by Queen Zoya Counts. Kadia, Chapter Nine. Kadia. I could not believe how beautiful Lake Junagaluska was. The meaning of its name is the lake which meets the mountains. It was picture perfect. The lake was huge, and it seemed as if the mountains protected it from the outside world. Of course, it was a tourist attraction, but nature was still intact. Abana told me that she had rented us a secluded cottage away from others, and I was thankful for that. She told me that the cottage was called the Myers Cottage, and that it was found on North Forty Three Simplicity Way. When we arrived at the cottage, it was indeed secluded and incredibly beautiful. We still had a view of the lake and the mountains. We were located on the north side of the lake, away from the people. The cottage was white, small, and quaint. It had two bedrooms, but of course there was room to sleep at least six people. It was a single-story cottage with a deck that encircled the cottage. The deck reminded me of the porch from my dreams, which encircled the white house that I kept running to. I was in a rush to get inside to take a closer look. Hurry up and open the door! Stop rushing me! My sister said, becoming annoyed. Abena turned the key in the lock, and the door popped open as if someone had been standing on the other side. The living room was humbly furnished with a sofa bed and two armchairs. It opened up into a dining room area with a wooden table and four wooden chairs. There was a round, multicolored woven rug in the center of the room, and hanging from the lofty ceilings was a chandelier made of deer horns. There was even a deer head fixed over the fireplace. I walked into the kitchen and opened all the cabinets. We had dishes and pots as well as cooking utensils. There were spices left in the cupboards and lots of coffee and hot chocolate. The two bedrooms had their own full bathroom, which was great for us because my sister can be messy at times. The sun was setting, and as I walked outside to gather my bags, I could see the real beauty of nature. The red and orange hues from the sun rays was casting a purplish glow in the sky, and I felt as if I was at home. It felt as if this was the place for me. I took a deep breath, inhaling the fresh air, and walking outside. I could hear the shower running, so I knew that my sister was going to go to bed early. She was tired from doing all the driving, so I would just let her rest until the morning. I walked back outside and sat in the rocking chair on the porch. It was still hot. I could feel a cool breeze blowing against my face as the breeze blew across my face. I began to smell cinnamon. I closed my eyes as I laid my head back against the chair, and then I drifted off to sleep. I am in bed. Laying naked and searching for a blanket to cover me, I can hear footsteps outside my door, and then slowly the door opens. I see him, the white man, tall, dark, and handsome. He begins walking towards me, and I cannot move. I can hear whisperings in my ear, telling me to allow him to come closer. He removes all his clothes, and he lies next to me. He asks me if he can touch me. And I shake my head, yes, giving him permission. He slowly caresses my body, and his hands feel gentle and warm. 
He traces his finger around my breast and he touches my nipples. I am nervous, but I'm not frightened. He begins to kiss me softly and he takes one of my nipples into his mouth. I tense up, but the more he sucks, the less tense I become. He speaks to me, telling me that he would never hurt me and that I belong to him. He tells me that he knows that I am young, but I will be his wife and that he will not allow me to endure the hardships of slavery. I hear a woman's voice whispering in my ear to accept him. I open my legs and he gets between them. He touches me in the soft places and he can feel my wetness. Slowly he guides himself inside of me and I feel no pain. He moves in rhythm with me and I feel safer than I have ever felt in my life. When it's over, he whispers in my ear, I love you, Kente. I open my eyes. I see this man out of my dream standing over me and I fall back out of the chair and hit the window. I look back up and the man is not there. I hear Abana running from her room and she gets to me. Kadia, you okay? Yes. She helps me up and I begin looking around. Did you see him? See who? She's looking around as well. There was a man standing over me. I must have dozed off and when I opened my eyes, he was standing right here. Sis, no one is here but us. I saw no one. I heard a loud noise hit the window and I rushed to your room. I didn't see you, so I ran outside and I saw you laying here on the porch. You fell out the chair. I looked at my sister like she was crazy. I knew that I had been dreaming, but the man was real, and he looked like the man in my dreams. Let's just go in the house. My sister took my hand and guided me inside. She led me to the sofa and brought me a bottle of alkaline water to drink. She sat me down, and then she sat down beside me. Did you dream? She asked. Yes, but guess what? What? I dreamt that I was losing my virginity to this white man, and he called me Kente, just like those witches did in Asheville. Girl, you are tired. It's been a long day for you. Go take a shower and get some rest. I'll lock up. I couldn't believe how my sister just brushed me off like that, but she was right. I got up, went into the bathroom. And I began to take a shower. Abadah went to the front door and locked it. She peeked out the window and saw a huge white owl sitting in the tree. She glanced along on the ground and she saw footsteps leading into the woods. You have just been listening to Chapter 9 of Kadia. My name is Queen Zoya Counts. I would like to thank you for listening to my podcast, Miss Z's Storytelling. Please come back and listen to Chapter 10 of Kadia. Peace.